Season 10 is here, Butler. Double digits, baby. Calm down. I'm just excited to talk about our whole new slate of films this upcoming season. We've got a Shakespearean adaptation set in the 70s in the world of fast food with Scotland, PA. We're also taking on two sequels to highly popular films in U.S. Marshals and 2010, The Year We Make Contact. But I know you're more excited about our third annual Forgotten Horror. It's my favorite time of the year, recording October episodes in the dog days of August. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Sorry, that was probably really annoying, but it was fun to do. It sounded like you were <laughs> trying to auto-tune yourself. No. Oh, did it work? No. No. no not <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Cracking One Open with Mike. And Elise. And we're here today to talk about foot fungus and how it's gross. <laughs> so when you got that foot cheese going on downstairs, All there's right. only one way to fix it. Here we are. <laughs> podcast about beer oh well this is the beer podcast i was confusing my one of my other podcasts then. oh your other favorite podcast <laughs> tochi's oh. <laughs> when i'm not at work i don't want to think about feet <laughs> or tochi's no <laughs> although that's thank god something that i don't have to deal with anyway you're not here for that you're here for beer. So this week, we're cracking open Paradise Waits, which is a hazy IPA from Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, which is located in Elmsford, New York. Ooh. Captain Lawrence was founded in 2006 by Scott Vaccaro, who is the owner and head brewer. He had actually been a home brewer since 1995 and trained in brewing science at UC Davis. While studying, he interned at Adnum's Brewery in the UK. And after graduation, he went on to work at Sierra Nevada and interestingly, a short-lived brewery called Colorado Brewery in Danbury, Connecticut, which I have never heard of. Well, you did say short-lived. Yes. And also, I like that it's a Colorado brewery in Danbury, Connecticut. In Danbury. Uh, apparently, it was a brewery slash restaurant that was only open for about five years um, sadly, it never really became profitable. And then unfortunately, when the owner died of a brain aneurysm in 2004, they were kind of just forced to close their doors. Yes, you be it. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Captain Lawrence. Uh, the name is inspired by the street that Vaccaro grew up on as a kid in South Salem, New York. They opened in January of 2006, apparently a day before the Super Bowl, 
no pressure there. (laughs) (laughs) And it was originally located in Pleasantville, New York, uh, (laughs) with a 20 barrel brewing system. So shortly after opening, the brewery started to gain notoriety for their sour and barrel aged beers, winning their first Great American Beer Festival in 2007. So like within a year of opening, that's that's pretty impressive. impressive. So after five years at that location, needing more space uh, to operate a bottling line and a larger brewing system to increase capacity, the brewery was then relocated to Elmsford, New York, which is technically only about five miles away. And fun fact about Elmsford, it is the birthplace of the cocktail, which was served at O'Brien's Chateau 236 years ago. Oh, question. Yes. Which you probably might not have the answer to. When they moved breweries, Mm -hmm. how did they move the beer or did they just run out of product or bottle all their product and start from scratch? I have no earthly idea. I wonder how they did it. They must have had to bottle and everything and just wait I mean, wait they're again not the first more. brewery to move locations. Sure. Like in the- so I wonder how they do that. I wonder if they have to bottle and can everything mm-hmm. and keg it and then move it over and start start fresh. So you're essentially missing a whole, who knows how long worth of the production. Brewing. Yeah. To set everything up and then start again. Probably. And then just sell off the product you've had and you made. Yeah. It's probably <clears> like, <throat> you know, you just have to kind of bite the bullet. Kind of brewing is going to end up doing that sooner rather than later so yep. maybe at some point we can shoot them a question and ask them how they did it that's true <laughs> <laughs> so their new facility had a 40 barrel brewing system as well as a small seven barrel system for experimental and specialty batches and this new brewery began operations in 2011 captain lawrence is the largest craft brewery in the westchester county area producing over twenty-eight thousand barrels of beer annually that's a lot of beer that's a lot of beer so paradise weights is a hazy ipa it's part of their rotating hazy ipa series and this is a limited release brew which was dry hopped with bravo hops and mosaic lupulin powder They have a sensory profile on the website that says the Paradise Weights is a, quote, citrus bomb with a bite of an Imperial IPA. Lapulin. This is the first beer we've had where it's just a Lapulin powder from a hop? Not the first, but I think it's the first uh, mosaic Lapulin. We've done Citra Lapulin before, and we've done a couple Cryo Hops. It's it's the same thing. It's just Lapulin was taken out as a powder form. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're wording it a little differently than they did. The other ones did. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Bravo hops, which were released to the public in 2006, are the result of an open pollination by a super alpha variety of hops, including Zeus. Bravo is a bittering bomb with mm. astronomical alpha acids. I like that description, so I stole astronomical. it. Astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bittering favorite among both home brewers and professional brewers for its clean and smooth qualities. It has light floral aromas with subtle flavors of orange, candied lime, and stone fruit, making it desirable in many different ale styles like IPAs, pale ales, and red ales. And apparently, when it's used as a late hop or dry hop addition, like in the beer that we're drinking today, the candied lime and sweet fruit notes really come out to play. Hmm. Bravo apparently also has a history of being picked up by breweries on the West Coast where similar hops like Chinook, Columbus, and Centennial have been in low supply. Like it's it's a good substitute. Yeah. And then we've got the Mosaic Lupulin, 
So Mosaic hops are a fairly new variety of hop, having been released in 2012, but they are patented. So you cannot grow them yourself as a home brewer. You can only buy the cones or pellets. So when they were bred, the goal was to create a hop similar to Simcoe, but something that would provide a higher yield come harvest time. The name Mosaic refers to complex and broad aromas that it imparts. Its flavor profile spans the range of blueberry and berry medley to mango, stone fruit, floral, bubblegum, tropical, citrusy, grassy, piney, earthy, and spicy. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) And because of its clean bitterness, it works very well in the dry hopping process. But we're talking about Lapulin here. So just as a refresher, what is Lapulin? It is the naturally occurring substance in hops that plays a large part in giving the hop its characteristic scents and flavors because it's packed with many of the hop acids and essential oils that make the beer so delicious. And it's best employed during dry hopping. An article from 2017 from Edible Brooklyn explained it pretty perfectly. Quote, Cradle a fresh hop flower in your palms and gently rub them together, separating the green leaves from the fine yellow powder inside. That soft stuff is called lupulin, and it contains all of the resin compounds and essential oils responsible for imparting hop flavor and aroma to beer. Lapulin powder, also referred to as dust, is thus a purified concentration of those compounds and oils. By removing the leafy plant material... Brewers can dose large quantities of hops to achieve intense hops flavor and aroma without introducing the undesired astringent or vegetal flavors. It also increases yield as traditional pellets and whole leaf hops act like sponges, uh, green matter soaking up that precious beer, end quote. (laughs) So to summarize, when brewers add hops to the beer, they're basically banking on being able to extract hop acid and essential oils in the lapulin because it's a more efficient way of extracting the flavor and aroma uh, from the existing varietals of hops that we know and love and that's what i got green stuff is useless basically yeah that that's what is supposed to get filtered out at the end (laughs) that's all the crap i don't know if that's all of the sediment i don't know if that's what sediment is now that i think about it i don't know I'd imagine sediments more like the yeast and stuff like that. Yeah. The hops, I would imagine, kind of just like sink to the bottom because they're heavier than the the beer. Yeah, they got to sink to the bottom and just get filtered out like in a strainer. Yeah. They're too big to just kind of sit there and crunch up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. You ready to crack this baby open? Heck yeah. (laughs) You madman. (laughs) This bitch right here was about to crack off of the air. My bad. (laughs) Ready? Girl, you know I was ready because I almost cracked it open (laughs) earlier. (laughs) All right. Good cracks. Good cracks. Oh, man. Dank. Yeah. I read a few tasting notes about this online, not going to lie, and it sounds delicious. Well, the candied lime sounded awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised at what the tasting notes say, though, and what they describe it as. Well, as the first official beer in like two or three weeks that I can smell all the way. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) It's just very floral. Mm -hmm. It's a very floral smell, but not like super hoppy, just floral. It's got a little fruitiness. It's definitely a sweet 
it's got a sweetness that I still mm-hmm. smell even from I have the it's got to be a foot and a half away from my nose right now. I just smell the sweetness coming up. Effervescent, I guess you would say. <laughs> not a lot of head. In fact, it settled pretty quick for no, me. I got nothing. But pretty hazy. Not yep. not crazy hazy. And it doesn't look like there's a lot of sediment. Oh, I got a lot of sediment. Oh, I didn't finish pouring out my glass. <gasps> Rookie move, man. For those of you at home, Mike just accidentally tipped some of his glass while he was admiring the bottom. It was so full. I filled it up to the tippity top. I shouldn't have done that. I was trying to look for sediment hmm. in my bed. I haven't even taken a sip up here yet. I can't be trusted. Well. Yeah. There's definitely sediment floating though, but it's got a nice yeah. straw-ish color. Yeah. All Very right. golden. Yeah, golden is good. She is. She is. Oh, man. Ooh. That is so, yeah, it's sweet, it's fruity, it's floral. It's tart. It's so tart. You didn't get the tart? No. I got tart. It's super tart. Really? Oh my God, it's tart. Is it because I didn't pour it out all the way? I don't know. Man, it's tart. My jaws are like, hee hee. Mm. It's so tart. You don't get any Okay, tartness? no, I'm, I'm kind of getting it now. Not like a sour, but it's like tart, like you're like a, a little, little bit, bit of a lime, like a citrus. Yeah, like in your yeah, jaws. Like, like, yeah, like the citric citric acid kind yeah. of effect. I like it. I love it. It's awesome. It definitely gives me a big, which is fine because we haven't had it in a long time now, actually. Uh, that kind of stone fruit vibe. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of those stone fruits. I think a good amount of pineapple. Yep. That's exactly what the reviews <laughs> online were saying. Yep. The pineapple notes. Definitely getting some pineapple there. And what I like is that fruitiness kind of dies down pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and then you're just left with a little bit of a lingering resiny kind of note oh there's definitely that's the sweetness is a definitely a resin sweetness for sure Mm -hmm. at the end like after that intense punch of flavor it just kind of lingers softly i almost wondered if that's the candy lime that's coming out at the very beginning could be to give you that tartness and that sweetness it's definitely like the resin sweetness comes in at the end but the beginning sweetness is like uh, a lime or a pineapple or one of the uh, the sweeter fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, that's what's first and foremost, and then yeah. it goes down to that resin. Not so much. I think it's definitely very heavy on pineapple, though. I don't know, but I I can't really pick out. I don't think it's apricot. Um, I definitely get more than pineapple, but I can't pick anything else out. Pineapple is what I pick out the most. Yeah, but there is another stone fruit like an apricot or something in there. Yeah, kind of or like papaya that kind of balances out the pineapple. It's not really peach or any. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe papaya. Oh, no, it's not peach. Maybe papaya or passion fruit. It's maybe? a. It's a. Oh, it might be passion fruit. Might be passion fruit taste. There's definitely something stone fruity that. There's something else other than blocks pineapple. the pineapple. Kind of doesn't make it just pure pineapple. Yeah. Pineapple's not a stone fruit either, right? No. Yeah. There's definitely another type of stone fruit that washes in the pineapple. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just taste like a pineapple beer. No. Which there's nothing wrong with. I would quite enjoy a pineapple beer. <laughs> uh, but. Have we ever really had a pineapple? Like a We've straight had up- beer that has notes of pineapple, but I don't know if we ever had a beer that's just. A burst pineapple. of. Yeah. I mean, I had a coconut pineapple beer you bought me. Or we bought at the liquor store, yeah. Nitro, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was more coconut than pineapple. The pineapple True. wasn't 100%. Yeah. And then the tiki drink, the tiki beer, we've talked about already on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has pineapple notes in it, big time. Yeah. But again, that's not the only note. But I think that might be the most pineapple the most beer prominent. we've had. Yeah. 
well, the most pineapple beer we had is probably, oh no, because I didn't have the pineapple version. Two Roads makes a pineapple sour D now, mm-hmm. which is made with hemp and pineapple. That probably tastes the most like pineapple, but I had True. the mango version, which yes, was you basically did. pure mango. Yeah. So I'm sure that tastes a lot like pineapple. And you also don't have a great reaction to the hemp beer? No. Uh, hemp gives me a terrible, terrible headache. Yeah. Crushing headache. So that's a no. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's better than like my dad. Can't drink red wine. Yeah. Or he gets a terrible headache, terrible migraines. Damn tannins. And I like red wine. So if I'm a, a fancy place, I don't like white wine. I like red wine. So I, <laughs> I don't want to not have that. But I've always got sweet, sweet beer. It smells so dank, but so sweet. And it's only getting sweeter yeah. as it sits in my glass. Like if you smell it, it though, it's like it smells like pineapple. Yeah, that's true. Now that it's settling, it smells big time like pineapple. Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell dank though. It tastes a little dank on the back end, but it doesn't smell it to me. Oh, see, I think it smells more dank than it tastes. Hmm. I'm trying to I'm thinking about whether it's sweeter in the glass because of the Lapulin. If that's why it smells so it smells so much sweeter than I think any other beer that I've just smelled. Yeah. Like even when it's like down by like your chest level and you're just sitting up like we're sitting up talking. Mm-hmm. I can smell the sweetness coming up. Yeah. Well, I, I think that is also a, well, from what I was reading about Lapulin powder. I think that's also one of the benefits is that you're you're getting all the best parts of the hop without the risk of it imparting any of those undesirable flavors. Like uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how one hop has the tendency to go catty mm-hmm. if you go, if, yeah. you, if you leave it in the fermenter too long. Yeah, I, I think maybe Lupulin is just like the new wave. The good stuff <laughs> yeah. only. It's just taken a while for them to be able to extract it. Yeah. Like it's a newer te- kind of technology. Well, I can imagine with the size of hops, it, it's just not feasible to have someone stand there, hire a person to crack open a hop, take out the lapula and crack open the hop. And that's the thing is mm. I, I don't know what the process is of, of extracting it. And I got the impression online and I could be completely wrong. If you are a brewer, a home brewer that knows better than I, please get at me because I'm very curious. It seems like Lapulin powder and cryo hops go hand in hand. Like, I don't know if it's interchangeable terminology or not, but it seems to be a very similar concept. So do you think they freeze the hop, crack it open like the T-1000 That's from Terminator kinda, 2 yeah, like I don't, and take out the good stuff in the center? <laughs> it could be. I just want to know. Please educate me. The diamond <laughs> Dear in listeners. the rock. it's just uh it's so resiny it's so sweet but not sickeningly sweet Mm -hmm. not like i'm a double ipa or triple ipa trying to hide my alcohol content which by the way is seven (laughs) percent so it's it's a little up there but it's not a double ipa or anything it's i would say typical ipa honestly yeah it's um it's really hard to talk about the sweetness because it's so sweet but when I talk about so sweet, usually it's a disgusting thing that I hate. Yeah, usually we took we talk about sweet in terms of double IPA, like artificially sweet mm-hmm. almost. This is a very pleasant sweet. Yes, a natural sweetness. It's mm-hmm. like honey. Mm-hmm. It's like honey is sweet. 
you know, you're not going to go take a, unless you're a psychopath, you're not going to take like a spoonful of sugar unless you're trying to make the medicine go down, but you're not going to like just start, <laughs> you're not going to start just eating a ton of sugar and just like, mm, but you're going to eat honey yeah, because honey's good. Honey's delicious. And the sweetness in honey is not overpowering and disgusting. And that is what this is. It's a, it's a honey type sweetness, a natural sweetness that your body's like, Ooh, yeah. Yes, like please. That. That's good. But as the beer settles, as, as we're getting toward the, as apparently I'm getting to the bottom. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't pour mine all out at the, <laughs> at the same time. It's becoming more pineapple-y, but less of that, that tartness has gone away. Yeah. Uh, that maybe candied lime, who knows? Uh, but that's in my brain. So I'm saying that's what it is at the beginning. That's mm-hmm. gone. Not so tart, mellowing out pineapple. Maybe, maybe it has to do resin. with the temperature, like as we're drinking it and it's getting it's coming more to room temperature. Oh, for sure. I think that's what it is. See, that's why every every brewery should post the ideal temperature of how to serve the beer, because otherwise we're not experiencing it the way that you want us to. Yeah. Although I'm always going to have it ice cold first. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, at least we we would know when to judge it <laughs> at its at its optimum temperature. We'll go real legit. We'll get we'll get electric thermometers. We'll put them in our glass and wait. Right. Like I totally would. Uh, now it's at 45. Now sip. All right. That's it. All right. For the cast, I would totally do that. For the cast. For science. So again, breweries, A, let me know what the fuck Lapulin is and what the difference is between Lapulin and cryo hops. And also post what temperature we're supposed to drink this at. That's all I ask. And maybe the, the IBU and SRM. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that SRM. The IBU is pointless. It's meaningless. Eh, there needs to be a, an, it gives you a good general idea of what to expect. General idea. There needs to be a better system. Yeah. it's it, IBU seems to be much more subjective. Exactly. <laughs> I want an objectively bitter solution. I want them to have Bender come in and drink a drink <laughs> and be like, that's seven percent seven, baby. Or baby. Yeah. Bender talks. I can't do a bender. Shut up, baby. You know it. <laughs> well, you're not Billy West, so. Shut up, baby. I know it. Oh my god, a fly fell in my beer. Oh my god. I knew he was going for it. I'm down to the end of my beer. I'm trying to get any last notes I can before I uh, finish it off. <laughs> you haven't even done the the can yet. Damn, baby. No. You it's, really do like this beer. It's really good. It was on the because it's a little on the sweet side. It's like maybe I did drink it too fast, <laughs> uh, but that's oh, really really good. It's extremely drinkable. It the, is for car- as heavy the- and uh, hazy it is. It's it's pretty drinkable. Yeah, like the I feel like the the carbonation is so it it perfectly offsets the heft of the beer. Because make, make no mistake, this is not a light beer. No. It is a it is still a hazy IPA. Yeah. Like I drank that fast, but I'm not going to have like another one of these. Yeah. Right now. Right, right now. <laughs> well, good, because <laughs> the other ones aren't cold. <laughs> uh, but it is really good and really drinkable. It's rare that, that I finish one before I even talk about the can on the oh, podcast. Yeah. And I have finished this whole thing. She still has over half left. Pineapple, stone fruit, 
the candied that, lime that at the beginning, but it goes yeah. away, that tartness. But that tartness was so surprising and so welcoming at the beginning. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, this is different. It's fun. This is interesting. It was fun. It gave me a I had a big old smile on my face. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. I, I like this beer. The Paradise Waits. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's a heavier beer, but it really is kind of tropical. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of Paradise kind of. It really works for it with the pineapple and the stone fruit and the lime. I mean, those flavors are very evocative of the summertime. So it's kind of your hazy, heavy summertime go-to, I think. Yeah. If you tried this. So the can, since I'm done drinking, <laughs> it's a tall boy can with a wraparound label, not a full heat synced synced label or however you would say it. But the can itself is a nice neon like a sherbet orange into a sherbet purple <laughs> uh, sky and it's a, a sunset shiny teal sea. It is a sunset. And then the sun is gold. It's actually shiny gold mm-hmm. kind of like foil color. It's a very nice kind <laughs> of uh, juxtaposition between the, the matte background and then the kind of metallic pop of the gold. Oh, for sure. Yep. The sky, the paradise weight sign is in the middle of it, of the sun. And it is just kind of a cutout. You know, it's, it matches what the sky background is behind mm-hmm. it. It's done in kind of a Captain Morgan type font. So like a pirate's kind of Captain uh, Bahamas kind of font. The pirate's weights. Yep. Yep. Is. <laughs> On the top, you've got Captain. Par- Paradise weights. Paradise weights. What did I say? <laughs> pirate's weights. Oh, Paradise weights. <laughs> That's the other. Got pirates got. On the mind. <clears throat> On the top, you got Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people, at least on the East Coast, have seen because they're pretty all over the East coast. But yeah. if you haven't seen it, uh, their logo is kind of like a circle with little rings around it. Like you left a beer on the table for too long. And there's a, <laughs> it's a, like a hand drawn C and an L very yep. nicely kind of like, like Zorod mm-hmm. in the middle of that circle. And in the ocean, which is also metallic and teal, which I like. So the beach <laughs> in the center of the water and it's a, it's a tiny little island beach with a little palm tree. And in the center, there's a skeleton and he's just chilling. <laughs> he's just like hand on his hips or hand on his head, just chilling, laying on the side. It looks like he's smoking. Maybe there's like a little really? bit of there's like a line coming from his hand, but you can't see a cigar or anything. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely smoking something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird. You think he'd have a beer in his hand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do like the can. It's very summery and those colors are very it is like, extreme. Yeah. So you see why this like popped on the shelf. Oh, for yeah. Me. The sherbet colors with the teal and the gold mm-hmm. uh, foil colors are, are really nice. It's yep. a really nice design and a really interesting use of different textures on the can. Mm-hmm. Although actually, if you feel the can, it all feels just very smooth. I always like when somebody uses like the tiki drink we just had, mm-hmm. uh, the tiki beer from Thomas Hooker mm-hmm. used like a black matte or it's a shiny, it's a shiny black color, but also holographic yeah. uh, piping to make the tiki characters. And I thought that was really interesting. And this again uses matte coloring, like a, a sherbet color and then almost a foil type mm-hmm. metallic for the ocean and the sun, which is really cool. Yeah. And it says dry hopped with Bravo hops and mosaic lupulin powder. They actually put lupulin powder on the actual can, which is interesting because I think that would make people interested as well. People who really don't know beer at all. Yeah, Might they'd go, be like, what the right, hell's what the is pooling powder? powder? Yeah. And then get it, not realizing it's just the inside of hops, but that's a good way to market your beer as something new and interesting and different. Absolutely. For sure. Also, Bravo hops aren't something people see on the shelves all the time either. So, yeah, I think we've, this we've whole actually thing is only like, covered yeah. them once before. Yeah. Do you remember what beer? Uh, no, I referenced oh. it in mm. my notes, but. <laughs> 
That was a quiz. You failed. Eh. Uh, then it's got the logo that I always appreciate. The Brewers Association Independent Craft Certified, uh, which not every beer has, which I'm really wondering, like, yeah. do people just choose not to do it? Or is there, do you have to, like, pay the uh, Independent Craft Brewers Association? And people are like, no, I'm not doing that. Is it kind of like a scam or is it just something you got to do or some people choose not to? I mean, I do think it looks good on the on the can. I think it makes your brewery look a legit, but also legit independent. Like, hey, we're legit a business, but also legit not Budweiser or Coors or you know Miller or anything like that. Yeah. And then that says India Pale Ale, seven percent alcohol by volume, one pint or sixteen fluid ounces. Brewed and canned by Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, Elmsford, New York. Then the government warning, and that's it. The can is mostly that logo, which is really cool, and it's done twice back and front, so it's kind of like doubled up. Yeah. But this is a fantastic beer. Uh, while Elise was talking, I was looking at other things from Captain Lawrence that we have had that I like because this is not the first time that I have had Captain Lawrence. In fact, no, I Captain have- Lawrence is pretty much, I mean, they're not necessarily a staple on uh, a lot of our local restaurants tap lists, but they're definitely a kind of recurring. A constant recurring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although I think our local Buffalo Wild Wings always has a Captain Lawrence on tap. Okay. I yep. don't think that's every Buffalo Wild Wings, but ours does. Um, so I know we've had the Hop Commander IPA, mm-hmm. which is excellent. Through for the rest of them, they have an Imperial Pumpkin Ale called Imperial Rider Ooh. that I'd like to see if we can get. Oh, they yep. have a Redacted, which just based on the picture is super UFOy, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aliens done. Pretty much. Who's put a whole Fortnite skin because it was a gray alien? Oh my god! And it's got over four thousand different outfit combinations. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Come down, Mike." I actually did try to buy it, but Fortnite was crashing with the money thing, and I was like, "Oh, thank God, it stopped me from buying it." <gasps> they have Cookie Puss birthday beer. Yes, they're the ones that make Fudgy the 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 beer. Oh my god, they're the ones. I forgot all about it. Cookie Puss birthday beer looks hilarious. Mm-hmm. Cookie Puss St. Patrick's Day beer. No, I'm sorry, it's Cookie Opus. <laughs> There's a, yeah, there's like it. a couple iterations of it. The Fujiwara effect. I'm going to have to look up that, what that is. They have so many beers that I've never had indigenous. That can't hurt. It's yeah. weird. And to be fair, I mean, Captain Lawrence got a, a partnership with Carvel. Like, mm. what? Carvel is delicious. <laughs> is is this like purely an East Coast thing? Carvel might be, I think, actually. Okay, so maybe it's only a big deal to us. But like to get <laughs> like a, to get a partnership, yeah, to get a partnership with a a franchise like Carvel is pretty awesome. And um, the Dunkin' Donuts one that you're talking about, the where Harpoon. they Harpoon was the um, yeah, their kind of partnership where they did the the coffee stout or was it an IPA? They have two. They had a coffee IPA and a coffee stout, and I don't remember which one I hated, but the other one I loved. <laughs> And that sickens me and saddens me because the one I hated, I hated. Yeah. But the one I liked or loved, I, I thought was really good. Maybe I didn't love it, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. But I'm scared to try either again because I can't remember which, which one was one which. And now I'm like, oh, the one I hated, I hated so <laughs> much. I don't want to get saddled with it. Uh, but I think so I've yeah, also these, had these their, are both very New England. I think I had their classic collaborations. Lager? None of these other like the art. It doesn't look like anything I've had before. Uh, it doesn't look familiar, but I know I've had numerous Captain Lawrence beers before. Absolutely. Not just Hop Commander, um, but one that Hop also Commander looks is really the no I one I like. They have an Autumn Blaze Pumpkin Ale as well, which I'd like Ooh. to try. 
They also have a beer called Golden Delicious. Uh, that is not a beer. I believe that is a cider. No, this is a triple. Uh, oh, oh, it's ten percent. Holy shit! Uh, but I do like <laughs> I do like me a triple. It's thirty five IBU. Uh, really? It actually for a says triple? what the malts are. It's got Canadian two row malts. Oh, thank you, Captain Lawrence, for actually putting in what malt you use. Nice, nice, awesome. Uh, also, Paradise Weights is not on the Captain Lawrence site. Mm-mm. So that's interesting. So the beers I like are probably also not on the site right now. So that's well, so from what I can gather, this is not the first version of Paradise Weights because another website that I found described it as being eight percent. And that was in 2017, I believe. So they've, I don't know how many times they have brewed it between 2017 and now, but they've obviously kind of tweaked the recipe Mm -hmm. uh, to bring it down to 7%. I don't know what has changed, whether it was the hops or just something within the brewing process. So I will say that I don't think I would like the 8% as much. Yeah. I think this is perfect where it is. I think the sweetness is great. And I think that if you brought it up to eight, mm-hmm. it would have a little bit of either a burning sensation that would be unwelcome mm-hmm. with the heft and the haze, or you'd have to sweeten it up, which would be unwelcome because I think it's perfect Yeah, in its sweetness right now. So looking on the bottom of the can, this was canned in the beginning of June. So we are getting it a little bit late in its life for an IPA. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, like it's still delicious, <laughs> but yeah, that I don't, I'm not surprised that they took it off their roster on the website if it was canned that long ago. Oh, sure. Uh, but I like the description for Golden Delicious. Here's why we're going to have to have this on the cast or just buy it and drink it. OK, there's nothing quite like mom's apple pie, but I'm willing to bet this beer is pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. An American triple. Dry hopped with Amarillo hops and aged in apple brandy oak barrels from one of this country's oldest distilleries. The tropical aroma of the hops and the delicate apple aroma from the barrels are a perfect match. Straight from the captain's cellar to yours, we hope you enjoy Golden Delicious. Apple brandy. That sounds so interesting. That sounds awesome. Uh, It is a bronze medal award from the American beer festival in 2008 for wooden barrel aged strong beers nice and then a bronze menzel and then it won again in 2012 so multiple award winning that's awesome you can see the sensory profile and the food pairings for these as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the beers they list which is really cool they also have a red commander beer it's a red ipa holy crap wait but that links (laughs) out of the golden delicious so they uh they clearly just think the beers that they kind of have available in liquor stores or in the tap room right now so yeah go out there and check for more stuff something we can get apparently golden delicious is available somewhere right now it is almost apple season but i mean that's awesome try captain lawrence i'm sad i couldn't find the other beers i've tried that i know i like yeah because anytime captain lawrence is available for the most part i buy it yeah and that's why yeah i feel the same way like i when i was looking when i was doing my research and i was looking on the list like i recognize hop commander but i was like i know i've had more from them Captain Lawrence used to have something that was at Buffalo Wild Wings in Milford back when we were going yeah. like every day. Maybe it was like a signature thing for Buffalo Wild Wings. No, but maybe they had that at one point. But they had a Christmas beer that was awesome. Okay. And they had a 
another beer that was always on tap that was really, really good. And I can't remember what it was. Mm. But they had two beers that I can't find there on their website that I know I always had anytime I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. And I know I've also had Captain Lawrence at places like Plan B and, and Prime 16 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The the less like corporate restaurants as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, I can't find them on the site other than maybe Hop Commander was something I definitely had somewhere else. Captain Lawrence is awesome. Go get them. They always make a great beer. And if you see any beer available, especially Paradise Weights, go pick it up. Paradise <laughs> Weights is super unique, awesome, and interesting and delicious. Mm-hmm. That's all I got about it. Oh. You got anything to add? No. I, oh, I will I say, agree. I was talking about the sediment. There is actually very little sediment. And it all, was a, it all settled <laughs> to the bottom of my glass. So if that's something you worry about, and I know I mentioned at the beginning because I saw a little bit floating, it all settled to the bottom and it was a very minute amount. Yeah. It just happened to be, I saw it at the very, like, I guess, perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And then subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at open. Or shoot us an email at crackandoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you and you and you and you. But mostly you. (laughs) Especially if you're a brewer. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got? I've got another podcast I do. I call Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, give you fun facts about its production, uh, but and we always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. We come out every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts, available on all platforms, Forgotten cinemapodcast.com or forgottenentertainment.com which is where you could also find this podcast because we're all part of the forgotten entertainment family check out every other show on the forgotten entertainment family's page we have awesome shows covering a wide range of topics i've also got two player bros which is a podcast i did with my buddy dave um sometimes brother alex where we used to talk about video games uh that's on there and i've got audiobooks did i mention my audiobooks before have i ever mentioned my audiobooks babe i don't know Uh, you might want to mention it here's the thing i got audiobooks on audible and uh if you don't buy them i don't make any money on them so help me make money help me make some money help me live help me live breathe eat (laughs) sleep all that good stuff and drink this beer's not free. We pay for this beer we do on the podcast, people. But if you buy my Audible books, you will A, be enjoyed with my silky smooth voice, fantastic accents, great stories, usually horror driven, but some of them are other. They got like a Switch Artford and Gangsters, which is kind of like a uh, British Guy Ritchie kind of uh, gangster book. Uh, I've got Sour, where I do Southern accents. I've got Coffee at Midnight, it's a collection of short stories, some horror, some not. Progressive Entrapment, which is a grossed out horror anthology book. I've got tons and tons and tons of books. The final girl, which is like a slasher movie come to life. Check them out. I don't write them. I just narrate them. But God damn, do I go a good job narrating So check those out. Help me feed my lady right here. And this small dog to the uh, left of me. Uh, and that's, uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, and a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Shut up, Alexa. (laughs) 
Alexa, Take a look stop at the help listening. Section. Bleh.